This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Someone's still gonna win, and it might be weak. If 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 I know, field, you know, just what half the field is playing badly. You know, with golf, you can easily say, "Oh, the course must be hard." They're all playing bad. You know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Sergio has been like, "Ah, I can't wait to leave this place." And welcome back, everybody, to Divots and Pivots after a little bit of a week off. Uh, look, life happens. Sometimes it, ha- it happens. We need a little break, but we are back uh, and ready to bring you on this beautiful Tuesday night some updates on the golf world, uh, live golf, PGA golf. And look, we are going to take some pivots tonight, as always, uh, here in the slower season of golf. So stick around. We'll get some fun stuff for you. But as always, first, shout out to Piper Golf, Piper.golf. Head on over there, take their quiz. Uh, get some golf balls, get some merch. As you can see, Bud holding up the hat. I got my hat somewhere in uh, that direction. But go over to Piper.Golf. Use DivPiv, D-I-V-P-I-V, in, uh, at checkout for your discount over there, 10% off. So once again, D-I-V-P-I-V. And without <clears throat> further ado, with a voice crack, Bud Copeland, how are you? Voice crack, throat clear, whatever the case may be. I'm phenomenal, my friend. Been a while. How you been? 
Oh, it's been a long month, man. This is how I've been. He's you know, good as you no, no, it's been it's been a crazy yeah, it's a little, little drinking little as sit there. No, no, it's it's been a, it's a been a bottle. crazy month. I think it's gonna start to uh, wind down here though, and uh, it's, you know, just in time for the holidays to you know really ramp up. Crazy month! It's the first day. Like what the hell? Well, I meant the past month. It's been oh. October was well, October was a while. So I was listening. To to, I was listening to DP <laughs> earlier today, and he was great. Um, somebody called in with a question. Uh, he was trying to suggest a poll question, and was bringing up Halloween candy, and he had to cut the guy off. He's like, "What are you? What are you doing? That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Was yesterday. We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're out to November. Like, what are we doing here?" Um, so that said, we made it through Halloween here in Salem. Cheers, Laheim, all that good stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, Sam, that's um, right. I forgot you were in. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting. Yeah, you're in freaking Halloween. Well, town you got USA. little, you got little <laughs> ones, right? What, what, what was Halloween like? Who, who did what over Halloween, and was mm-hmm. Dad dressed as anything? So Dad had a last minute pivot. Uh, speaking of pivots on the Halloween costume, because um, you know, did not realize the entire group was going dinosaur themed. Uh, for trick-or-treating and i was not dinosaur themed so i quickly ran to spirit halloween about two hours before trick-or-treating and closest thing i could find to make work was a cowboy outfit and i was a dino rancher (laughs) i love that i love that i think it's i think that's phenomenal that's the spirit of dad right there all i mean you could have said it better immediately my brain was going is there a vest around can you be chris chris pratt from jurassic park and you did it you did it you you were a dino rancher and the best part of, the I best mean, part of you're a son. better looking dino rancher than him, but <laughs> dino rancher nonetheless. Sorry, you were about to say something. I, I say got excited best, about best, dino ranchers. The best part was my son was like, nah, I ain't dressing up. And he walked around in his 40 pajamas. Um, so uh, the, the, the dinosaur theme was not a big thing to miss, but whatever. I still went all out to do what I had to for the kiddos. Listen, for the children's. Always and they for got the children's. a ton of candy. Ton of candy. They did. Did you introduce them to the daddy tax? Uh, dude, there was so much. Um, I had some today. So my son was sick today. I spent the day with him. I had like a couple pieces today, but um, there's just so much. And I'm just not a big sweet fan. Like I just don't necessarily love. Candy. This is a this is an early <laughs> exercise in civic education. I was so a year ago. I was down in Georgia at my buddy's house. Uh, uh, big Georgia guy. He's my best friend, you know, going back as far as the eye can see uh, or the mind can remember. And anyway, he's got three kids under the age of seven. And, you know, I was there with my little one who was one and a half. And then our, our yeah. other third in the triumvirate was there with his two daughters who are under the age of seven. It was mm-hmm. a madhouse. It was chaos. I loved it. Anyway, he would walk by as they were like divvying out their candy and he would just grab one. And if anybody said anything, he would just say, Hey, daddy tax. And I, I, I kind of, you know, I think the lesson right there is you don't have to really go too much deeper. Like, welcome no. to reality. There's always, you're always going to have to pay the Piper. Speaking of, if you go to pay the Piper at Piper.golf, make sure you use Div Pivot checkout yes. and the Piper Gold. Uh, I'm going to have to hang up. Actually, I'm not hanging up the Piper Gold. I got my putting green right here in, in, in the studio, uh, in, in which city studios. And so I'll be working on the short game throughout the, throughout the winter. But anyways, yeah, the daddy tax was in full effect last night. Junior learned about it. Uh, she was Queen Elsa, which is pretty nice. standard issue. Yeah, a little too. Yeah, yeah. And she was an angel, actually, man. It was it was phenomenal. I uh, I I was we were in Salem, so if you don't yeah. know, 
wild. I, I've been there once for Halloween, and it was a wild. So I, I was. We're going to get into some football later, and we'll talk about the world's greatest mm-hmm. outdoor cocktail party. <laughs> it so felt cool. like it felt like a massive tailgate. It felt very similar to mm-hmm. what it feels like in Jacksonville, where people just descend from all over the place for this singular purpose. Now. We were only out in the streets from about 5.35 until 6.35 when my daughter literally stopped and looked at both of my mommy and daddy, two, <laughs> two and a half years old, and said, isn't it dinner time? And I'm tired. Yeah. God, God love her. My wife would have gone to 50 more houses because she was just eating it up every time because Junior was great. Trick or treat. Thank you. Bye. Like she was, she was wonderful. This morning, absolute tiny dictator, terrorist wanting to get back into her Elsa dress for daycare. And that's a whole different story. So Elsa had, Elsa had a good time. Uh, Mom was a bunny rabbit. And then dad, I actually, I work with a kid who was loathing. I say kid, he's a kid. He's 25. I'm allowed to say kid. I just turned 40. Yeah, that's fine. Wonderful young man. And he's, he was talking to me. He's like, I hate Halloween. It's not that he hates Halloween. He hates the dressing up part, right? What are you going to be this year? Blah, blah, blah. And he, and, and amidst his bitching, he stumbled ass backwards into <laughs> he stumbled ass backwards into some wisdom that I had to point out to him, and he said, "You know, I've been I've got this stupid old hat and this leather jacket, but it's perfect for an Indiana Jones, and I've just been Indiana Jones the last three years, and I don't know what I'm going to do this year." And I was like, "Excuse me, what?" So you hate yeah. Halloween <laughs> and you have this like ready made, never going to go out of style, never outgrow it. You know, as long as as long as Harrison Ford doesn't get Bill Cosby, then you can be Indiana Jones for the rest oh, yeah. of your life. And it'll life always will work. So <laughs> in that vein, I was searching high and low at the very last minute. I was going to be cool dad and not dress up at all. Uh, and then the first thing I see out, out the front of my, my house is a um, as a dino rancher. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. But it was, <laughs> was it was it was a dino rancher. Now it was a parent. It was a dad dressed up, and so yes. I started because I share that similar not hatred, but like why I don't know. I don't. I, I need something that's turnkey and ready. And then mm-hmm. the gift, the gift that just keeps on giving. This thing right here came smiling at me. Yes. <laughs> and if you can't see, it's my live golf uh, press credential. So I threw it on last night and kept my outfit the same. And I was a sports reporter for the evening. And nice. I think, um, shout if there's anything positive coming out of 2023 in the live golf experience, um, <laughs> it's going to be two things. A little teaser. I'm not going to go any deeper than this, but it is going to be rekindling of old connections. Yes. More to come on that. Pay attention to the Twitter sphere at this buds yeah, for you at real Mr. Mallard at Divots and Divots, um, at New Yorker wink wink. We so I threw this on. I'm going to be a sports reporter forever. Thank you, Live Golf. Uh, again, unless something I can't say I can't I can't make the same joke about Live Golf. I mean, they already kind of have the the, <laughs> but that's what makes for a great Halloween costume. So anyway, yes, uh, yes we did make it. We're on to November. We're on to some like heavy hitting you know, bone crunching football and the Maya Coba classic of Mexico city world technology. What are we even doing? Why are we still, what I think, what are we doing? Why are, why are we still playing PGA tour golf in the fall? Uh, well, I think you said it pre-show right before we came on. Uh, Victor Hovland uh, is a very good reason. <laughs> 
Look, I think I think what we've seen here is it's true all... or false. Before true or false, before I said before I said the name of the tournament tonight, you had no effing clue. Not gonna lie, no, I've had a lot. I've I've had many other things going on to not PGA. I... Has just not been on the radar in the last month or so. I I agree. I agree. You only got so much RAM upstairs. You got to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, what time do the Pats play on Sunday? Do you know who who, who we got? Huh? I believe it's one o'clock, and I believe it. Uh, now I'm forgetting who it is, though. I'm gonna look it up because you're putting me on the spot like that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. No, it is. Uh... Oh jeez. Oh my know. god. Never I know mind. they haven't posted next week's. Uh, let's see. Well, yeah, one o'clock. The Colts. That's right. One o'clock against the Colts in Gillette, or speaking, at Gillette, I should say. Speaking of cold-blooded Colts, did you hear about the Matt Ryan thing? Oh yeah, he just got his ass sat down. What deservingly so? Okay, <laughs> but, but I'm, it was a money thing, though. I mean, they're willing to pay him twelve million dollars to just do nothing for the rest of this year because he's so been that, that they, bad. <laughs> Look, I th- see. I think that speaks more so to the fact of how ineffective he's been. The fact that they're willing to pay because a lot of Oof. teams say, "Well, we're paying him. We're gonna put. We're gonna ride him out for the season at this point." And they were like, "Nah." <laughs> I, I, it, well, by the way, what's his face? Uh, was it um, Ellinger? Uh, yeah, Ellinger. So he's Ellinger. starting out. I mean, listen. If he if he gets hurt in the first snap. Matt Ryan's not going in that game, though. I think don't they have Brian Hoyer on the on the roster? No, like Brian they're not going to still a Patriot and uh, not Brian injured. Hoyer. Who's <laughs> he is still injured? Sorry, uh, somebody I can tell else. You right now, yeah, you I got it. No, I have no clue who that third string quarterback. No point is being, I I give more of a shit about whether or not Matt Ryan sees another snap because there's behind the scenes contractual like. Oh, Nick you know, Foles. Input. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Thank you. Sorry. If so, yes. Nick Foles yeah. is going yeah, Nick, in. Dick Nick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the, the reason we're playing golf in the fall is for guys like big Dick Rick, you know, guys like Ricky Fowler who need to get on the wagon early and earn some points. So you're right. Victor Hovland's there. I think Scotty Scheffler's down there because there's new minimums, you know, kind of going in into effect as well. I believe so. I don't, yeah, I don't really know the details on it, but yes, I do, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really care so much about, this year because the the 2024 calendar year january mm-hmm. 2024 is when like all the dust is going to settle we're going to continue to have this fall swing this year into a massively bloated in a good way maybe question mark um regular season next year and then they're going to yep. do a funny they're going to do some sort of like funny fall extended thing yeah we're going to uh, finally get our first look at the the new look pga in 2024 exciting. Right. Well, especially, especially with, I'm sorry, but so far, like in the last like couple months here of what the PGA has been putting out there, so much hate on the coverage, on the lot, on the viewers. I was about to ask you about on, that. On the, like, so I haven't, like I said, I've had a ton going on. I haven't been able to really give my attention to trying to watch it or whatnot, but I've. You know, I'm not trying to tune- shame you. I haven't either. I looked yeah, it up before. But I've, been in, but I've been in tune to the comments and to the, the reports coming out of fans and uh, reporters alike saying that, you know, you know what's available to see on TV is 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 laughable, um, and and people are actually and I've never seen anybody get this this annoyed over fall PGA golf. So I'll be curious to see if any of that is last minute addressed here uh, as they enter in this new uh, like I said this kind of new wave of the PGA, like you said, starting in January. And and I mean, li- lives done now now uh, done now. 
I don't done. know why I said now twice. Uh, Liv is done now. Uh, four races, no surprise, comes out with the team championship. Well, la di da. Um, look, I don't really care about the team aspect of it. I don't. No, neither do I. Let's I, let's, I shit on, let's shit on Liv for a second because um, I want to I want to address the love hate I have for Pat Perez. Um, <laughs> tilted more towards love than hate because I saw his uh, response when somebody challenged him about making all that money and yeah. not playing so well, and he goes, "I don't give a damn. I got paid." Exactly, and, 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 he, and he's so wrong and so right at the same time. Like it's <laughs> right, and and people breaking down how much DJ got this year. Okay. Your boy Hardy from the Sports Hub opened my eyes, and uh, I get it. I was trying to, I was trying to be contrarian. I was trying to be a little, little too diplom, not even diplomatic, but like devil's advocate-ish when I was yeah. saying good product or even like, oh no, there's, uh, I mean, barring again, barring them buying time on a network or a cable, a cable, a cable network or whatever. Getting twenty, thirty thousand, you know, eyeballs and shelling out a couple hundred million more for <clears throat> potential stars. There's rumors that three of the top fifteen are going to mm-hmm. jump ship here soon. Yeah, Names like Shoffley. Was he? Would you say? Is I heard Shoffley and Cantlay, and then I mean, I haven't yeah, heard anything. All, all I saw, I didn't see any names yet, but all I saw that was in the, in the next coming weeks. Here, we're going to see. Um, a new wave come to does, fill does in Pat, that, that expansion of 60 players. So, yeah, well, first of all, you know, you heard players. it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, 12 teams, five players, substitute, 60 total. Yep. We've been saying that forever. That was that uh, that that just made sense. Yep. Um, could not freaking care less, though, on about who's on what team. Nope. You know, it. they're trying a little too hard again because I think they're still putting that effort into we're going to be the next evolution of professional golf. No, you are a fun evolution of you're a wing of. And if you own the fact that you are, uh, you are an exhibition tour, um, you know, then own it, love it, live it, pun intended down Mm -hmm. the road. If it, now here's the thing. If this thing is still thriving in five years, let's say the numbers turn up, they get a TV contract. It's thriving. Then maybe they re that they reapply for official you know world golf ranking points. Sure. But that was my point, you know, earlier about knowing your freaking place, says this guy. But knowing right. No, but, but just knowing, being in touch with reality with the situation. Yes, that's what it comes down genuine. to. Genuine and open about it. How about listen, we feel like we've got a product that's worthy of that. Give us a few years for this rollout, and you're gonna see it, and then you'll understand why we feel so passionately about this. But to just go kicking and screaming because you did well over here. Don't stand on mm-hmm. their shoulders and call yourself tall. Well, and it's, it. and it's funny because they even use the argument of we are a startup when it's convenient for them to say that. But then, like you said, then they turn around and they they want all the credit of being a top tour. Tour. And, and it brings me to two questions I have for you. And top tour. <laughs> it brings me to two questions for you. Her. Because I'm going to start rapping. People are going to cringe. Because I don't know if you saw Greg Norman's comments about um, – no, now you know expanding to the sixty. Technically, having sixty guys on tour, um, he uh, he had these comments saying they they are elite and there's probably only one tour better than them. He didn't say it, but obviously alluding to the PGA Tour. Do you feel like the Live Tour with even the sixty a sixty golfer tour, but the, not all sixty are playing. We're still only talking forty eight playing a tournament. Do, do you feel they are anywhere close to being the number two most popular, most like just most just elite tour in the world. I don't oh, think so. I think you still put the Euro, you still put the Asian, you, this is a ton of toys, you know, 
you still make sure from a from a star standpoint, from a name standpoint, sure. But they got they still have a long me- way to go. We- <laughs> First of all, what do you measure it by when you compare the two? Yeah, and Official that's what he, was, that he just blanketed said. We are the probably the yeah, number two right, elite right, tour, whatever. Yeah, which um, and that's where I think Greg Norman is just he's he's missing it. He's missing the opportunity to just be humble here and still move bit, forward. It reminds me a little bit. I was going to say of the Lakers, but they did get their 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 bubble championship. Mm-hmm. Um, but how right off the rip, just thought that they they you know were going to be there just because they had the names in place. Yeah, um, I, I'll I'll just just to be that guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll it's an asterisk championship. Greg Norman and the sixty <laughs> players. How do you measure it? How do you compare the two? I think Hardy had a point. Nobody's watching. Nobody gives a shit outside of the of us and the people. Mm-hmm. And by the way, enjoy the spotlight now. What's the story next year? The numbers show it. You, you know, the, the the viewership dropped off drastically. What little was there, yeah, it peaked. Um, you know, I I, I, I they weren't even as popular to... in the the when they were over in um uh oh geez what was it um. Bangkok. When they were in Bangkok, they thought that was going to be one of their most popular areas, and and they like they did good, but they weren't even they didn't do as good as they thought they were going to do. No. So anyway, they're going to pump more money into this. It's going to suck still uh, to access to watch mm-hmm. the familiarity, the connection to it. And there's nothing that's been built there. It is an exhibition tour. Rich guys yep. getting richer doesn't make my socks roll up and down. Uh, and and actually, I think that's kind of a real. It it, it is a, it's it's quasi tone deaf to think that. To think that flashing to that a sport that's already considered quasi a private elitist inaccessible yeah, upper, uh, and to try class. to yeah <laughs> to try to break it off you, you're trying to take you're trying to create like this Rolls Royce of of golf and it already exists so that's the problem. Yeah. Um, so well, that's anyway, a, what, and that's the thing though they're tra- they're see I th- see I actually think the the vibe that they're going for is more of the I mean they'll say it themselves the fun kind of more accessible they don't, yeah, version they don't, of golf, but they're doing it like you're saying on the backs of money. It's all money driven. And that's and those two things just don't gel. Like the fans can see through that. We're not dumb people. We can see through that. Yeah, they, they're out there for a good time and that's all there is to it. Not the players. The players yeah and listen the players they will grind that hard whether they're playing for four million dollars or you know four hundred dollars, you know yeah. four hundred dollars at their local country club, which is probably like the minimum bet for a hole on some of these guys, like some of the money they throw around. So whatever, beating that exactly. dead horse whatever. is only going to make it stiffer. Although we are going to revisit it uh, in a couple of weeks, but with a we'll end the, we'll the one more question I had on it, and then we're going to move on from because I really don't want to spend the whole show on live. But I did have one more interesting question because they they came up with a schedule, not with the hard dates and locations right but they made it very clear that they were scheduling uh the 2023 live season um with the four majors in mind to be for the players to be available to it yeah i mean i I, prediction here nothing's going to change exemptions are going to be honored um and quite frankly if i'm the rna and all those people i just say that i'm like listen we a lot of these a lot of these winners have 10-year exemptions after they win Let's put a five-year limit on this. Just say we're not going to do this. We're going to watch. We're going to hold everything static right now, mm-hmm. as is. <clears throat> to you, to you, you know, two dozen guys, you know, go to the open qualifiers, and you know, hopefully, do, you know, congratulate. Maybe you'll find your way, other way into the PGA in the Masters. But 
I think nobody's going to change a damn thing. They're just going to say it doesn't really affect us. Bubba, Phil, you know, DJ, y'all are more than welcome to come back. Brooks, you still have a handful of years on your exemptions. You can come play. Same thing with Cam mm-hmm. Smith. I think it's all just going to be fine. You're just it, what, what, really what's going to happen is they're not going to get pressers. They're not going to get TV coverage. Yeah, they're not going to get the extra and, stuff. Yeah, right. And if one of them does win, they're not going to allow they're not going to allow them to use their press conference or anything like that as a grandstanding. They'll they'll put you know they'll mm-hmm. put the announcers up there for thirty minutes before they show the champions presser. If that person has the intention or kind of wink, wink, nod, nod, like they're going to go up there and just start trashing and see we're champion golfers too. And it's like, ah, we're not here for that. Yeah. I think, I think civility will win out. Um, I hope so. The golf world needs it. We have it. We have it. I mean, so going back, first of all, (laughs) I I pulled this up because we were about to talk about the PGA tour and I was about to crap on fall golf. However, (laughs) because we need it. This is listen to who's won this year so far on tour since it started back at 14. Yeah, hit us with it. Hit us with six, you know, six weeks ago. Max Homa, which congratulations, shout to Max and his wife. They just had a, mm-hmm. their little one was just born. I think it's Cam Andrew is the name of, of the little one. Cam. Oh. Nice. Um, nice. Max Homa wins Fortinet. Max Homa wins again at the President's Cup. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, which, eh, okay, I'm okay with Mackenzie Hughes. Yeah, that's fine with Farms. Me. But listen to the t- October. Tom Kim wins the Shriners. Tom mm-hmm. Kim is huge. He's the next up and comer. He's another one of yep. those names floating around. Like, can they snag Tom Kim? I don't think they can. Yeah, I think I Tom think Kim so wants. I think Tom Kim's 19, 20 years old going, shit, I could be Tiger. Like, there, there's, there's time. I got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And I've got the game. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, Keegan Bradley wins wins over in Japan at Zozo. That's a yep. tear jerking story. If you watched him, you know, FaceTiming his little ones back home, it was great. <laughs> Rory McIlroy wins another CJ Cup in South Carolina. We talked about how that kind of course is Congaree is becoming a new favorite, uh, both of like the fans and the players. I would say look out for either major or international play there at Congaree golf club there uh, yep. pretty soon. And then Seamus Powers wins last weekend. Seamus. Kind of been hot name last year, you know, finally mm-hmm. not breaks through, but gets a win. And truth gun to your head, where were they last weekend? Well, I am looking at it right now. So I, I know they were in Southampton, but um, they were in Bermuda. But I I had it up because I wanted to see, because I wanted to get your take on Ben Crane. Came out with a 64. Well, I feel what round it was. It was around one or round two. He, he, shot, uh, he hasn't shot 10 under and – uh, oh, not 10 under. Um, so, wait, he shot a 62. Sorry. He had, he had a ridiculous uh, – I got to pull it up now. I want to see exactly which round it was. But I remember seeing that he had, like, uh, his best round in, like, 10 years or something like that. Uh, maybe that's where I got the 10 from. Um, did you did you catch any of that? Did you did – you, was that – did that hit your, your news at all? Yes, because he was playing on a sponsor's exemption. And so I, Ben Crane, who flashed some – some notoriety at the open championship some years back, but that shot a 62 round two, 62. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Another guy, another guy clubs got lost. Actually, I don't know if they got lost or if he just left him at home uh, and then shows up yeah. like walked right. Yeah. I think he just left him at home. He even said like they were sitting right there next to the door. Walked he right shot a not nine under uh front nine in that round. <sighs> just just kind of feeling out the sticks. John Daly, was down there trying to make the trying to make the cut. That was the only storyline I gave a shit about. I don't I don't I don't care about Bayacoba as much as I care about Georgia Tennessee 
or you know oh, what's yeah. going on, what's going on in the AFC East. Well, both and, of them are in the both the Georgia and Tennessee. I I believe it just came out, or both in the the first four for the playoff. Aren't did they both land in the top four? I believe they did. I'm sure. I'm sure they did. I don't know. Is ESPN just uh, releasing that right now? Is that, is that just like on? right before we came on? I think I, I saw a notification. Oh yeah, um, it is. The top twenty-five, blah blah blah. Top six. Oh, bam it. Bama's still sitting up there at six, eh? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Bama's still at six. But yeah, no, Tennessee number one, Georgia number three. As of right now, Ohio State two, Clemson four, Michigan five. I love Michigan's they, knocking. I, Michigan's I, knocking. I love that they set that up with Tennessee one, Georgia three, because what they're trying to do is essentially kind of backdoor <clears throat> away into having two, if not three, mm-hmm. SEC teams in this playoff just to see if people's heads are going to explode. Cause they're going to go to 12 teams. I think next year. Uh, well, in Tennessee, Georgia would just be a fantastic rivalry of a, of a cha- national championship. Like that would just be, that will be gold. Be hell of a, I, I, hell of a mean, good, good game from every aspect, from a fan point of view, from a, a storyline, everything. And it's not exactly, it's not exactly unprecedented uh, to have that happen either. I mean, sure. We've seen rematches in recent history, most notably the Georgia-Alabama rematches, uh, multiple. Actually, no, the first time around when Tua mm-hmm. broke our heart, we beat Auburn in a rematch. But the game's in Athens, 3.30. Got to tell you, dude, I've been to some of those, especially these late October, early November SEC bangers. Uh, the cocktail party, Jacksonville, if you ever get a chance, go down there. It's one of the best, it's one of the best sporting experiences, especially for football fans. Um, yeah. not to mention you can get some phenomenal golf in while you're down there, but looking, looking, looking at this game, I, you know, I'm a firm believer. I like to hedge <laughs> my bets and be like, Oh, I don't know. I think, I mean, this, these are the games that you want, you know, you're a player you want to play in, you know, mm-hmm. it's, there's a, there's a spot in the driver's seat. Nothing's guaranteed. You still have, you still have to clean up some work and then face freaking Bama or, you know, whoever from the, from the West. It, it used to bother me or used to be like, I'd get nervous about it. And then I'd be like, why am I getting nervous? I'm a grown ass man. I'm probably going to be putting the kid. To, I'm probably going to be picking up the kid from a nap at yep. some point. So all I'm looking for is four quarters of good football and uh, yes. hopefully a W on the tail end, because I got to say now my freshman year was Oh two and we hadn't beaten Tennessee in Tennessee. This game was in Tennessee. This is dubbed the hobnail boot game. And okay. I was at the, I was at the fraternity house freshman year. I was a pledge, so I'm sitting there just slinging. I'm slinging beers. I remember the pledge days. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. And uh, when when we won, like people were like jumping up and down, crying. And this is before everybody had you know Google in their pocket, and I was a newbie yeah. around there. And somebody had to point out to me, I was like, "No, nah, we have we haven't won in Knoxville in 21 years." So. It's a different beast up there. I don't know what you would compare it to around here because Yankees Red Sox is a little too is a little too above it all to be compared well, to, to any college football rivalry, including like you know Auburn Alabama or Army Navy, because the passion runs that deep in these college towns. Well, and it but, used to with the Yankees Red Sox, but the the newer generation or two generations, the last generation or two here, uh, doesn't really know what it's like to live through that rivalry at its hottest, you know, the, the nineties, the early two thousands, like that was Pedro um, dropping Don Zimmer. Yep. And Veritech and a rod, like those are just like, that was just gold 
it was, I remember what the, like there was just fire for those games. It was, and that made baseball fun. Um, so yeah, but yeah, right now you're right. When it comes to those college rivalries, like that, not much compares to that anymore. They so here's, stand an alone. here's an interesting question. So, cause what is going on? The world series, it got rained out last night. So they're playing right now. It's two, nothing, two, nothing top of the second. I really, really hope Philadelphia wins. I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of a Bryce, Bryce Harper fan uh, slash fanboy. But the bigger question I heard somebody bring up the other day, I say somebody, it was all, again, it was on the show. <laughs> they were, they were asking about when the, it was during the ALCS, who is the, who's the, the, who's the, le- who's the more likable team now between the Astros and the Yankees? Oh, right. Um, the Astros have become so hateable. Um, is it just the cheating thing? I say just the cheat. <laughs> yeah, it's that is what it is. But then it's also like the way they they acted like it. They didn't like care that they did it. Like there was like every it was the cheating itself. It was the way they did the cheating, and then it was the way they carried themselves after the cheating. Like they were above it. And, like Astros have become so hateable. Um, God, it pains me to say this is a Red Sox, but I feel like you got to put them ahead of the Yankees slightly. It's most more hateable right now. Because the Yankees, the fact of the matter is, the Yankees have some of the, you know, most watchable young players on their teams right now. Some they, of the most exciting guys, and we'll see how that changes here in this upcoming offseason. But you know that that's still that's bringing some some fans their way when the Astros are still, you know, they're just carrying themselves kind of arrogant. <laughs> you know, they're carrying themselves the way the Yankees used to, but the Yankees had how many World Series rings to back it up, like. <laughs> You want, to, you want to talk about people just you know kicking and crying and wanting the attention when we talk about live? No, that's the Astros. They want they want all the history without doing it. I mean, they've been to three of the last five. They they won it back in you know 2017, like we were just talking about. And I, I I agree with you. I think they have to they have to go away for a few years for them to take you know to the cheating thing. And I never actually dug into it because, quite frankly, kind of like you got other things going on. <laughs> yeah, the trash but, hilarious. I, I mean, <laughs> there is a fine line between if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yes. Um, I'll, but I'll say this: if I'm taking a lead off second, and I and, and I've picked up your catcher's signs, and and I'm able to signal to my hitter organically or oh, even throughout the game, or, that's one thing. You talk yeah. about it before the bat or whatever, like you. Yeah. That's but, fine. It's it's when you bring in tech. It's when you bring in outside objects. That's when it crosses the line for me. But yeah, no, I th- I agree with you. I think that's part of the game. Like that, I was a catcher. Like in little, I was talking little league, but I was a catcher, and I never looked at my own. Co- I never looked at my own coach in between pitches. I always looked down at the other team's third base coach and tried to figure out what their signs were. And I would blatantly just stand up if I caught a sign, and just tell everyone, "Hey, he's stealing here," or "Hey, they're bunting here," and just and basically tell my infield to do what they need to do. And look, look I, I I got it right most of the time. Little league, I know, but still. That's Dude. that is part of baseball to me. I think that runs deep if you can get that edge. Now, you just can't do it with technology or using trash cans or other objects. You just got to do it with signals. But signals are banging, part of baseball. Banging trash cans. <laughs> oh my god, these are grown men now. But I mean, baseball is a dying sport. I think this is. Yes. Um, and there's the whole thing about how there's no black players in the World Series for the first time since 1950, and Dusty Baker, you know, the black manager of the Astros, sitting here being like, "It's not, it's not a good look for baseball." So they've got, <laughs> they've got, you know, I didn't even the cheating that story. Jeez. 
Yeah. And I mean, and, and Dusty Baker's the guy that was brought in to clean up the Astros. I mean, D- Dusty yep. Baker's a likable dude. He's been there and back. He's won a couple times. He's that, again, yeah. he was brought in for that reason where he's abru- he's above reproach. And so his words carry weight. Yes. And I think um, Rob Manfred is really just kind of hoping that either this goes seven and it's such an iconic series that people forget about some of these other storylines. Because uh, if, you know, if, if if it's a short, quick series, if the Astros win, oh, it's going to be insufferable. I'm not, not going to lie. I kind of want to see the Phillies win. One, because, yeah, the Astros are hateable. But two, for some reason, there's some as a being out of that city – and being a non-fan, there's something fun about watching them absolutely destroy that city whenever they win something. Yeah, I don't know. They I, just, I, they I draw the line. At, I draw the line like <laughs> punching horses. Well, like yeah, they, like, obviously, there's that a goes line. without saying. I can't believe. I can't believe. I'm like, well, yeah, it's all fun and games. It's a little, you know, crime and crime. But let's just. Uh, let's but be no, I freaking love it. The guy, the guy's hanging off the light post, chugging beer. Yeah, Philly know. celebration is going to be more fun to watch than a Houston celebration by far. And I'll. I'll I'll say this. I don't even mind burning a couch or two. I've burnt a couch, a couch or yeah, two. Yeah, look, day. if the couch is going to go into the, the dump anyways, might as well yes, take some as meat long off as the it's done respectfully, <laughs> It's done respectfully in a controlled manner. Uh, look, we got to pivot again because I need to know your take. Are you, do you buy any Patriots hype trajectory? Is there a wild card in their future? Or is it just going to be a season? Is, are, we, are we stumbling towards 7 and 10 and, you know, just uh, look, off so of his head? Here's the thing. They uh, technically they could have because their schedule is a bit weak here in the middle. They could get to, um, you know, to that eight to ten win range, which could could be good enough for most divisions to get into the playoffs. But right now, the you know, if the Jets can get back on track after the loss of the past this week, like the 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 AFC East has three playoff hungry teams in it. Uh, Dolphins went out and made some moves. Um, you know, the Jets went and got James Robinson, and you know, so that's more so that's just with between two of the teams that they'd be fighting for a wild card being in their own division. Like, that's where I get the, the probability for making the playoffs just goes <clears throat> pretty low for me for them to make it. I, I think we're just looking, I at like how I like how I like how objective you're being about that because I can see <laughs> I can tell it pains you as a Pats guy. You're like, you know. I want to share your boyish, uh, you know, enthusiasm, but uh, yeah. So first off, while we get to to Blaine's comment here, terrible, terrible host duties here by me. I missed like a solid four comments early in the show from uh, some some loyal followers and and Beth and Mike. So I apologize. Take cheating out of it. (laughs) Take, babe, babe. Take cheating out of it. We made it 20 years. Our marriage lasted 20 years. Take cheating completely out of it. We've made it. Come on. We did it. Man. Take cheating Gotta love out it. of it. Gotta love well, it. But, uh, but Mike says, no, that's real fast. Mike says, hi. Um, Beth coming in hot as always with the comments. Um, it's 2022. Now, now. Talking about people like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then yeah, Beth, yeah. Beth, Beth, hey, good point. If someone put a contract in front of her for stupid money, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm not above. I'm listen. Not above it I thought, that's why I said that it tilts the it tilts the it tilts the the uh, scale towards love and less hate. That he's that upfront about it again. DJ early on saying, "I'm resigning my membership. This is what I want to do because I'm going to do this for a handful of years." And in the fine print, there's a there is a I think twelve fifteen golfers maybe. Who have equity in this thing? 
And that's yeah. the that's the other kind of piece of the puzzle and pie where I guess down the road the model is going to be, you know, you win you win league championships, you win team championships. You you know, I don't know how that works. I mean, you can't you can only slice a pie up so many times. Uh, but with new investors, with new growth, then you could in, th- in theory create a bigger pie, a second pie, you know. But fair enough point blank. Sorry to cut you off, but fair enough the steroid era was the most entertaining period That's of baseball. Fair. I have to I have to see that. The big the right. big Mac, the big Mac sure. attack. <laughs> I was in dude, I was in high school hiding Bacardi Lamon in uh water bottles going down to the beach that summer and it was awesome. We would sit, I mean we would sit, a bunch of degenerates yes. sit out there sneaking sneaking rum. I can't drink rum to this day because of that shit. But um I'll and listening that, yeah. to it, I we got back to my friend's house in the afternoon when when McGuire hit um I want to say it was either 61 or 70 cuz 62 is a little piss rocket around you know right over the left field wall. But it was a good era. <laughs> I'm not saying it, it, but here's the thing. Aaron Judge hit 62 this year and I mean Lurch can all of a sudden hit and he hit 62 home runs. And it brings up, is he the real home run king? You're going to get that for a little while. I mean, there's mm-hmm. people out there who still say it's Hank Aaron because Barry Bonds needed the juice and, and all that kind of shit. Who knows? I, I mean, time will tell. The asterisks will, will will never go away because now and the, it's not like we can erase things. This isn't 1984. The, the, you can't let the toothpaste out of the tube. And now that the theory <laughs> and the thought is out there, you can't kill it, that these are tainted records. Uh, sure. And we have, and, and we're we're smart enough. We have the bandwidth and the capabilities to hold multiple thoughts in our head to say, like, yeah, that was freakish and impressive, but it's not organic or real. And it's kind of still like fun to watch. Well, <laughs> still we're, fun to watch. This whole th- this whole conversation is an allegory for Live versus the PGA Tour. Yeah. Live is fun to watch. I don't. I that's why what's his face, you know, um, Matty Jones, whoever the hell was saying, oh, if you if, come out and see it for yourself. I did go see it for myself and I <laughs> thought it was fun. Professional golfers, you know, very pretty people. Uh, music Still a players, dumbass comment by him. <laughs> right. It, 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 it's not, you know, it's not, it's not even the Barracuda don't, or. Don't watch the, us on TV. Our broadcast sucks. Come see us live. <laughs> Just fucking idiot. Uh, but no, I mean, so so two things can be true at the same time. And so, you know, he's got a point. The steroid era in baseball, there's nothing better. I mean, baseball's yes, been very, very good to me. Sammy Sosa, and this is something that people overlook because he he was the bridesmaid, never a bride. Yeah. He had he had three seasons where he hit 60 or more home runs in that in that kind of span, in that era. You know, so that brings McGuire- up a question. What's what's more, what's a bigger cheating offense? Steroids or a corked bat? What do you think has a bigger cheating effect? Does that question make sense? Like What's a, a more efficient, an efficient way? What's a more efficient way of cheating, and or what so, is the the more shamed upon cheating? Now, obviously, Sammy Sosa, his bat was was caught Sam, out. Sammy Suser, have you heard that clip? The congressman they I were testifying. Know. Sam, Sam, Mister Mister Palmieri, Ralph. He's trying to say Raphael Palmero, Mister Palmieri, and Mister Sammy Suser. The uh, <laughs> the that. The corked bat thing versus the steroids thing, I think corked bat can make more of a difference. Steroids mm-hmm. is, is is less forgivable, uh, sure. but at the same time, you put a corked bat in anybody's hands who can make you know who can make contact. I always said the steroid thing 
the you still have to thing, be a pure hitter, and that's you what Barry, still have to make. And that's contact. what Blaine brings up here. Barry Bonds. I'm sorry, but if you go back and watch Barry Bonds before oh, he records. gets mass, like, be, be, but before he gets jacked up, before obviously before the steroids, he was his swing was one of the most pure swings in baseball history, and that's what he's, he's still got to be a good hitter. Swing didn't change. The dude got bigger and faster, and he shrank the strike zone that you couldn't throw it anywhere without him being able to swat at 500 feet. He looked like he looked like <laughs> Deion Sanders' cousin Junebug, the crackhead that you've been hearing about on the internet. It's probably the best athlete of all time next to Bo Jackson. But <laughs> when 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 Barry Bonds, I mean, I, you just made an argument. You still have to make contact with the ball. Yeah, I mean, you still have to. You, but. And fine, in How the days of analytics, you still have to hit it at the right freaking launch angle to get all right, it to days go of, All right, days of <laughs> analytics. Somebody, 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 then calculate to me. Somebody handicap that. How many? How many home runs did the steroids add? That's what oh, I want to know. Fantastic because, question. Right? If we're gonna, if if you're gonna go into analytics and data, somebody go out there and crunch some numbers. Find out what his body mass changed. Tell me, there's a bunch of nerds out there who could probably figure this out. But at the end of the day it goes back to the fact that it's cheating. So it's not like it was yeah. something impressive that was, that it was fun. Um, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like watching a harmless crime, victimless crime. Cause I will say this people, are, it's not a victim. Yes. That very much is a victimless it crime. Cheating victimless. in sports. If anything, are, it, if anything, it just made a lot of people more money. Yeah, well, you know, some, 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 sports gamblers are out there, you know, looking to dox me and cut my head off because they're like, talk to oh, me about victimless. Well, yeah, hey, but you know what? They have the information before every game, before every bet. Like, it's not yeah, like it's right. one day he's going to hit a bunch of home runs in one game and then the next he's going to stop taking the steroids and you don't know. And it's going to be an instant lore. He's just, you know, flapping There's around two- out there. And there's two statistics around Barry Bonds and, and and Greg Maddox that are similar in nature where Greg Maddox had something like, I don't know, he only had like 300 walks in his, his entire career. And I think 125 of them were intentional. Or there's something nuts like that. Same thing with Barry Bonds. Seven of those were the Barry Bonds. <laughs> it, there's the season that he hit 70 home runs or whatever. The amount of walks that he had, the amount of intentional mm-hmm. walks. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Showalker or Buck Showalter because it sounds like a Buck Showalter thing. Walked him with the bases loaded. F yeah. it, like we'll we'll give the one run because we're not going to risk four. Um, it, it, but but again, it goes back to the live versus PGA Tour thing. Where would you rather be known for? Okay, you know, not to say that steroid use and going to play on the live tour are on par, but let's just <laughs> say, let's draw that line say, in the sand right now. <laughs> let's just say, you know, people people are saying I'm hearing things now. Uh, let's say the negative stereotypes or the negative stigma that comes along with it. There is the highest of the high, the money, the the glitz, the you know being part of something exciting and new. But at the end of the day, you uh, what's his face? Seamus Power winning mm-hmm. the bear the Barracuda Bumfuck Classic in Bermuda still carries mm-hmm. more clout. It carries more weight. It carries it more more gravitas in certain circles. So while I do have that love, hate, the hate exists for the Pat Perez, for his, for that, this myopic stupidude of thinking that you getting richer and your eyes getting closer together are going to make me impressed. I what swear to God. Causes, what do you think causes that? What, the what? money, the money. I think he, I think he just sniffs money all day and he just stares and makes at it. it and makes then, cross-eyed and they just slowly. It's, like, it's like when you might say, if you keep making that face, it's going to stay like that. <laughs> the best, but the, by the way, the best part about Pat Perez, is if, if, if like, if he heard this, which he'll never hear it, um, he'd probably just pull Thanks, out a hundred dollars. He'd, he'd haul it. 
he'd holler, he'd pull out a hundred dollar bill, wipe his butt with it, and then just throw it at us. Like it. Oh yeah. I know. Because he's he that gets kind of it guy. though. Because he, he, he even said it. I don't care that I played poorly. I got my bag. We're good to go. And that's the thing. So. He's not trying to pretend it's something it's not. He knows exactly what it is. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he doesn't care. He's there for it. And he owns it. So that's all. Is, that's that's so, fine with me. He know he. I'm sorry. If you ask Pat Perez, like just straight up over a beer or something, he's gonna admit that it's exhibition golf. I, I think, think he would. I don't think uh, you know he wouldn't. He'd look you in the face and say, "Have you ever played against Dustin Johnson? Have you ever played against?" They'll rattle off. The he hasn't same either. Names. He wrote his coattails this whole season. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, but he would. But then he would say, "That's fine." Like my team of X, Y, and Z went out and played against Brooks Kepka, Bryce. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is, uh, it's kind of like. Uh, I, I don't know what the greatest greatest analogy is for this, other than on paper. It should be an impressive product, and and it should catch eyeballs. You do have big names playing a sport sure. that is that is that is on the rise, um, but there's also the parallel. The sport is also one that is unique in its ownership of the of, of the players. Individuals own golf. Yes, there there's no there's I mean there is the PGA Tour, which is the pinnacle of competition in the game, but there's no there's no like singular, I don't know, exclusive way to get there. Yeah. There are, there are definitely pathways that are more prominent and paved than others. Of course. Yeah. But it's not so ingrained in, in certain systems other than maybe the PGA tour. There's people out there being like, Oh, you don't think that. Yeah. I think those partnerships that have been forged over decades are what give us this unique landscape. So, you know, due respect to, to Pat Perez and the resume that they have over there it's just not going to hold up to 144 players who probably like we talked about the, the difference in their level ability is, is so minuscule, so minute. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one putt to drop one win. And look at Tony fee. Now was cold, cold as mm-hmm. ice. One drops wins the next week goes. He's in competition the next week. You know, it, it, it and that's why they get, guys mad, and they like get mad when they drop a, a ball in the middle of the green, but because it's 15 feet away from the cup, they're pissed. That's why they get mad about that. Any other golfer out there in the world would be like, hell yeah, I put it on the green. I don't care where it is. It's on the green. <laughs> Tiger used to say, especially in the majors, uh, aim for the center, putt to the corners, and just out-putt your competition. But that's a whole different That's a whole different thought yeah, train. Sure. Uh, but you, you're, right, you're right that they're – they're always going to expect the excellence out of themselves and the play that they know that they can deliver. Sure. I think that I think that the money the money that they're seeing sometimes clouds their perspective because they forget maybe or again I don't think Pat Perez gives a shit. I think he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is Bryson holding on to the lawsuit out of principle. Um, you know, I, I you know I don't blame some of the guys. I definitely don't blame some of the guys who made this decision to say like. You know what? I'm going to take the slings and arrows. Harold Varner the third. He somebody's like, "What are you going to do in the off season?" He goes, "I'm going to go raise as much money as humanly possible for my foundation because that's what I did this for." Kudos, Perfect. tip of the cap. Go have go. You know, go at it. Um, but he doesn't. You know, and, and, and good for him. There's guys who did it to be with their families. There's guys who did it and they probably regret it. There's always people who make decisions and they regret them. But mm-hmm. a year from now, we're still not going to be talking about live golf 
on the same level as the PGA tour. Some players might jump <clears throat> ship, but Will Zalatoris is going to be back at the, you know, in the new year, we're going to turn the page and we've got four more tournaments that are carrying $20 million purses at that elevated level. And they're cool. not, they're not unfamiliar names. You're talking about, um, Harbor town, what, uh, the waste management, I think, Oh, the way, right, waste right, management is one of the biggest, like first, it's the biggest fan draw that we, it's the we biggest fan of. draw, at least to start the season every year. It kind yeah, of that's kicks things they, off. That's the unofficial official because they also yeah. do the thing where they, they give the tip of the cap to the NFL and they don't play on Sunday. Yep. They do a Saturday finish. It, it, exactly. That's going to come. And I don't care how respectful they are of the majors schedule. I just think Liv is going to have a hard time catch, capturing any kind of market share once golf gets going. Because again, even when golf's not going, look, we're a golf show sitting here spending half our time talking about football. Uh so while again it's it's a it's a good exhibition m- match, it's a good 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 little fun entertaining product. I don't think it's a great business model, and I am starting to buy into, especially because the way he behaves, leaves no other choice. That this is the Greg Norman vanity project. Oh. He sold it. He he he. Um, he's, he's just pissed still. <laughs> he's just pissed off. <laughs> I'm not going to say he sold his soul because of the sheer volume of business and money that goes in and out of Saudi Arabia. I don't want to be that yeah. myopic and ignorant myself to be like, ah, oh, you can't do anything. The and and do. I'm pretty sure Greg Norman has had his hands in a lot of business ventures in general as well. So it's not like this is yes. his one that he sold. Like, so yeah, I think I agree with you. It would be unfair to say he sold his soul. Listen, well, there's probably there, there's probably NFL teams that got investors out of Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. I mean, it's not hundred percent. Yeah. Money's money. Money's money, man. It goes, it goes anywhere, but what also goes with it is stigma sometimes. And that's what they're dealing mm-hmm. with. Uh, I, I don't personally care any stigma. I, I couldn't care less. Cause like, like Beth said, somebody puts a bag in front of me. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's do it. Mostly yeah, you because you can't sit there and say you would do anything different. There's nothing you can tweet at me that $4 million can't, can't fix. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, I, that's kind of like what Pat Perez is saying where sure I played like shit, but I got $4 million. Like, what do I, you know, I'm okay. It's the, the second string linebacker still gets a Super Bowl ring. You suit up, you get, you know, you, you share in the spoils, right? They get those playoff shares. I mean, there's different cuts for MVPs and outsta- there's, they have different personal incentives, but as far as the league is concerned, it has to be collectively bargained that way. Your team yes. wins. It gets this nut that you are, you then divvy up accordingly. That's the only way this whole thing is going to go. Uh, so yeah, take your money and run, take your whining about the press and shove it. And I am genuinely more excited for the new year and what's going to come with the Sony. I, I, we're not Agreed. done picking up. We're not done picking apart live. We're done picking apart live tonight because yes. God bless it. We've beaten that dead drum, but we are going to come back to it because, um, there, there, there's still some interesting perspectives to take a look at. There's, there's been some interesting developments, but the next time we circle back to it, a name might have jumped ship. Um, and, and also something I want to come back to at some point in the near future is the caddies, that caddy yeah. angle. That is one of those. Uh, it's kind of like it's, I put it in the same category as the idea being floated of a women's tour, a women's live, if you want to put it that way, but I'm sure they'll come up with their own branding, own style, own name. Yeah. Um, you know, what does that look like? Does it get the same reception? Because again, parody and pay when it comes to uh, golf is the ne- is not the next, but it's going to be one of the next big topics up there because mm-hmm. the women's national soccer team kind of set this precedent. They went out and re- renegotiated their contract. Kudos to them. Ha- tip of the cap. I still think there's, there's outside 
um, considerations that are going to be, yeah. that are going to take some time to adjust, but apparently, but apparently they've got a new contract that is on par ish pun intended with the men. And I think that's going to set a new precedent for some of these other organizations and PGA tour included. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see a future. I think our lifetime sees a future where they're almost the same organization co-branded almost like a summer camp that has a, has two divisions or two campuses. Sure. You, you knew I had to slip a summer camp reference. You always, it's not a, it's not an episode of divots and pivots without Bud slipping or something. Which by the way, we didn't even touch on this episode 40. Episode forty, and I think we've only missed. I think we've only taken officially two weeks off since One we've uh, started this venture. So, episode forty, and we're here for. Hey, here's it here's the forty. Away. I just turned forty. Look at that. The and, timing and burying uh, the timing and burying the lead. If you haven't noticed in the background, I'm thrilled about it because my brother-in-law, when he goes out and decides he wants to buy a new toy, he uses things for me as his test. Uh, if you haven't noticed in the background here, the beautiful new divots and pivots sign here with the logo thank you to my brother-in-law pat uh for his late his new laser wood engraver fantastic tool i love this thing it's going to be a new staple of the background there it is on bud shirt from milo brothers you can go to milobrothers.com buy uh shop any of their merchandise but especially shop the uh, second ball all-american t-shirts for the divots and pivots show no matter what you're shopping there those same thing go and use div piv d-i-v-p-i-v at checkout for your Listen, discount. Everybody loves a pocket tee. Get yourself a pocket tee. <laughs> so true. Second ball American. It, it, it's it, there's no better metaphor for life than that. You know, it, every we, we all wish we we all wish we could have a do do over from time <laughs> to time. Am I right? Uh, Am I right? Living it now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, episode ways. forty. Yes. This is fun. Episode I remember. 40. I remember you. You put out some tweet that's probably right. still out there that said, "Looking for somebody to talk about PGA that you knew little about, and little did you know I knew even littler." But um, here we <laughs> Wait, are. Well, we we both knew the littlest amounts of the things that each other knew the most about. If that makes any sense. So you know, here, <laughs> here's to you. How is your fantasy you, team but... doing, by the way? Uh, well, it depends on which league you ask me about. Um, oh, God, you're one of those guys. Well, well, here's the thing. The two leagues that I cared the most about this year was – it's always my home league because I, I always just want to beat my friends. Uh, oh, love them, but I just – I got to beat them. Um, and two, you know, this is my first year in Scott Fishbowl. I really wanted to have a good showing uh, in Scott Fishbowl. Um, and it just so happens, at least in Scott Fishbowl, every single one of my bad takes from the offseason landed on the same team. Uh, so unfortunately in Scott Fishbowl, I am three and 13, I think, because <laughs> you play two matchups every week. So brutal considering I started off to a two and zero start. <laughs> it was like, it was like top hundred and scoring in the first week and all that disappeared real fast. That's um, that, that just reminds, that reminds me of our next t-shirt. Mahler bros, if you're listening on the back, this one's just got to say, yeah, but did you see the drive? Exactly. Oh yeah. Love that. Because that, that um, can cross sport, and then my home league, I am uh, unfortunately three and three and five in now. So I think I did get the win this week, a nice impressive win. Um, I got to keep it rolling though, because it's all it's going to take is one loss at this point, and I might miss the playoffs. So I'm I hear you. I'm playing like absolute. <clears throat> I say I'm saying I'm playing. I'm actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting too much thought. I'm not putting too much t- thought into it. I'm letting the, the guru pick uh, help me pick in Fanduel, <sighs> and I got to say it's it, dude. It's it's peaks and valleys. Oh, it's 100%. Yeah, and and I got to – I don't know if I can put too much time or thought and effort into it because 
I'm one of those people. If I if I go too deep down the rabbit hole, I'm gonna then get upset with myself. So I think I'll I'll keep flipping a coin. The mm-hmm. problem is, like you, it's with a bunch of people that I go way back with, and a handful of people I don't know, but that seem to be nice people. And it's not that I really give a shit about winning. It's really it really truly is the camaraderie of the league for me because. It's not my, it's not my bag. You know, if we were all playing golf and I was just getting, I was getting housed like this, then I would take it personally. Uh, But I got to figure out a new system because Mm. it is more fun when your players play well. So um, as much (laughs) since I don't really, since we don't have too much golf coming up in the next few weeks, maybe I'll tune into some more. I watch plenty of football. I just don't pay attention to it. If that makes sense. I hear you. Look, and another fun way that if you're looking for something to fill any voids, which, you know, we're in that kind of time of year right now. There's really not any sport voids, but uh, considering hockey is going on right now. It's popping off. Yeah, Celtics are off to a hot start. If you're a Bruins fan right now, end of the first period against the Penguins tonight, 2-1 in Pittsburgh. Uh, Bruins had the lead after giving up a a goal in the first 30 seconds to the Penguins. They have uh, rallied to take the 2-1 lead at the end of the first. So that's going on right now. Um, And then obviously the Patriots, they are what they are. Celtics, yeah, off to a good start. But look, if you're looking for something else to get involved with, uh, talk about a pivot here because I forgot to mention this to Bud pre-show here. Uh, I mentioned a few weeks ago that I, I went out and got PGA 2K23. And look, I have been addicted. The game is fantastic. Uh, what I like about it is that it's 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 hard, but it's hard in a fun way. It's not like too challenging where it's not fun, but it's also not so easy where you know it, it gets boring. And just, just to give you a sense of how hard it is um, – you know, so in real life, I'm a 13 handicap. On this game right now, I'm a 7.7 handicap. Uh, it, it's you know, obviously that's professional courses still, but it's it's not an easy game, is what I'm trying to get at. But it's fun and challenging. And if you have the game, or if you're going to get the game, go to societies. Go to so on the main menu. I'm gonna share my screen now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk you through it because you can join the divots and pivots uh, society. We can Shut get some tournaments going. Door. We can all play together. Uh, you go uh, on the main menu here, you hit competitive. That's going to bring you to societies. And if you just search, when you go to join society, you search divots and pivots. Divots and pivots. Give it, give, it give it a request to join. I just created this. Obviously, I'm the only member because I just created it. But give it a request <laughs> to join. Uh, and once we get enough players in here, we'll, we'll, we'll schedule some events. We'll, we'll get some tournaments going. We'll get some season standings going. We're going to have a fun time with it. We'll, we'll compete against other societies. So if you like to play PGA golf from whatever year, get out there, get PGA. Totally unsponsored, by the way. PGA 2K23. It's just fun. For Join now. Join the Dennis and Pivot Society, and we'll have some fun. I think that's fantastic. I might, yeah, have, I, might, I might have to get a device and start playing these games <laughs> with the young kids in between, you know, all that all that spare time that I have. But Yeah, right. Uh, I play on PC because that's just what is most accessible to me at the moment. I don't have a console. But you can play cross platform, so you you can be you play on, on PC. Club. What do you how do you what do you swing with your mouse? Do you have a joystick? Is there a controller? So the like, I'm not I'm not hip to the gaming days. So the way it is on PC is that um, it's like a three click system where you Ooh, I like that you That's click like once old school. It's been like that forever. It's been it used to be the space bar. Yeah, yeah. So it's just that with the mouse now. I mean, I'm sure you can change your macros and your controls for it to be whatever button you want it to be. It probably can be the space bar. But for me, yeah, I just left with the mouse. But uh, yeah, you know, you get your you you start the meter, you hit it twice, two, three times, whatever it is. I forget. Um, but it's very realistic in the in the way that if you're hitting from the rough or depending on what club you're hitting, from you know, or the the lie that you have, the speed of the meter changes. 
And so it's it's you really got to think before you start that meter. Really, you got to try really, to really predict. Right. And, and and it's pretty accurate. If the ball's below your feet, above your feet, is the the flight path of where it comes off the club is pretty accurate. So it's they have not updated this since I was in college back in two thousand. <laughs> I was like, I, I had Tiger Tay, Tiger Tay, Tiger Woods two K one or whatever the hell it was back in the day. So, uh, well, listen, you need to get to your private society. I need to get to. Um, I need to get to I need to get to my so rest of, the rest of it, it's very wrong on many, <laughs> many levels. But pay attention this weekend. Victor Hovland, yes. I think, is gonna go back to back. Although Scotty Scheffler, pay attention to him too. His putting has been yep. sporadic. He's even been saying he's struggling. He's been switching putters. Uh usually when they start tinkering like that, unless you're DJ and you're just big, dumb, and you can putt with anything. Um then pay attention to Scotty Scheffler this weekend. And uh, who knows, maybe a good storyline will come out of it. But more importantly, go dogs, 3.30 CBS. Thank you so much, Fantasy National Golf Club. I actually just got in there to look it around. They've got the numbers for you. Make some smart picks. They always do. But that, as Bud is alluding, that is going to do it for us tonight on this Tuesday night. We will be back next week. Uh, We're going to keep November going strong. Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock here on YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook. No, sorry, we're not on Facebook tonight. Bellyup.tv, Twitter, and YouTube is where you can find us every Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Divots and Pivots, we will see you next week for episode 41. Someone's still gonna win, and it might be we got it. If 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 I know, the field, you know, just what half the field is playing badly, you know, with golf, you can easily say, oh, the course must be hard. They're all playing bad. You know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Sergio has been like, ah, I can't wait to leave this place. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.